We're going to be talking about emails, marketing, and getting geeky with some numbers. Welcome to the Profitable Maverick Podcast, where side hustle warriors and full-time ride-or-die business owners come to chase their dreams. Nobody else serves the goods as straight with heart or has your back like Tom does. Come learn how to become the most profitable business owner in the room to double your income, to triple your time off, and to get your business rocking and rolling like you want it. Being an independent maverick in business has come of age, and let's face it, doing business online these days is possibly the only way you're making a living. So join this community of like-minded mavericks on a mission to reach your highest potential and improve your business with the Profitable Maverick. Now, wow, wow, here's your host, host, host. Well, okay, let me take the radio voice <laughs> Because the host, well, that would be me, Tom Burchell. We are talk about emails, and it's on the heels of a series that I've completed around numbers. We did a three-part series on numbers, and we were looking at the big picture of why, and then we looked at the qualitative elements of them, then we looked at the quantitative, those are some big words, qualitative, the quality, what's the experience that's made, and then the quantity, like the the more technical side of the numbers, the left and right hemispheres of your brain, think of quality as kind of the right side, the creative and the emotive uh, side, and then the left hemisphere, left and logic is more like the, the crunchy, hard numbers of what that is. And so these different dimensions of what numbers are for your business are what are key. And some of the questions I had gotten chatted with folks afterwards was a specific area to look at. And in particular, emails. We're going to walk through some statistics from our good friends at HubSpot and a report that they've done recently. And we want to get this understood, down pat, resolved. So I've dedicated this episode to doing so. What's curious is email has just been around for ages and uh, the debate rages on whether it's dead, is email dead or not dead? And it is something that is alive and well. I'll give you the punchline up front and let's walk through some of the details. The ultimate list of email marketing stats by our good friends over at HubSpot, in particular, Caroline Forsey, shout out to her. And what we're looking at is getting a picture for what the reality is. Like that's managed by the science and the data and the numbers versus emotional whimsy, philosophy, opinionated opinion, <laughs> right? Like let's look at some numbers and that's what the purpose is here. Here's one that was a highlight I wanted to show you. For every dollar spent in marketing with email, $38 was the return, the ROI. That's 3,800% ROI. That's fantastic. I mean, let's get a uh, monetary investment that's got a four-figure percentage return on investment. <laughs> right? Like, you don't find an investment that's in the th measured in the thousands. For those of you in the U.S., your IRAs, right? They're measured in single digits. In Canada, it's RSPs, single digits. Yeah, you talk to a financial planner and they say, oh, well, you know, you should be pleased if you're getting 3 to 5% return. Huh? like record scratch or the brakes on the car, urch. <laughs> what? Single digit? Well, that's reality. But here in your business, with a dollar spent into email marketing, you're getting $38 out, 3,800%. I've, I've seen it as high as 45 to $48 return for the dollar spent 
those are some statistics and numbers that are factual and real, depending on the study that's done and when it's done, uh, from 35 to $45 return for every dollar spent. That's huge. So this is the context of B2B, okay? We're going to do both B2B, business to business, and then B2C, business to consumer. So B2B here is 93% of marketers in that space use email to distribute content. So that's a lot of folks are using email. Active email accounts are expected to hit 5.6 billion. 83% of B2B companies use e-newsletters as a part of your content marketing program. So if you're considering that and you're marketing to other businesses as a business to other businesses, it's commonplace. So if you're curious if you should or shouldn't or not be doing it, it's alive and well. <laughs> Fourth point they're making is that 40% of B2B marketers say email newsletters are most critical to their content marketing success. 40%. It's estimated that U.S. will spend over $350 million on email advertising. Mobile opens accounted for 46% of all email opens. So nearly half of your users out there are looking at their emails on their mobile device. 35% of business professionals check email on a mobile device. Apple iPhone is the most popular mobile client for reading emails with 29% of all opens occurring on that platform. Gmail is a close runner-up at 27%. 73% of millennials prefer communications from businesses to come via email. So if that is your market demographic, there's one whole lot of those folks, almost three quarters of them, 73%, prefer communication by email. More than 50% of U.S. respondents check their personal email account more than 10 times per day, and it's by far their preferred way to receive updates from brands. 99% of consumers check email every day. That's a ton. Like it's a staple. It's a utility. 80% of business professionals believe that email marketing increases customer retention. And curious enough, that is all in the face of the reality being that email open rates are so low, <laughs> right? Like this is the other side of the argument, which I'd like to pose, is, is people that say email's dead because there's so few people that open the darn things. That's factual too. Of 100 emails sent out, to give you the stat, there's a very small percentage of open rates. Similar to what your financial planner tells you is your return for an investment. It's single digits, about 3 to 5%. Very low on the low end. Might get as high as 10 or 15 so of 100 emails sent out, if it was doing pretty good, maybe 15% of the email respondents you sent to actually opened the darn thing. That's really low. If you are over the moon and doing stellar and are like rock star status, you're getting north of those numbers, which occurs 20, 30, maybe 40% opens, right? You're getting into some awesome copy for cold traffic, just general cold traffic. If you have a nurtured list, your open rates are going to be much higher. But that is the challenge, just getting the opens done. But even despite those low numbers, we're reading stats here that are really good of what the results are. So what's happening here is we've got 59% of respondents say marketing emails influence their purchase decisions. The most opened emails relate to hobbies with an open rate of 27.35%. Greater than 59% of marketers and just since we're on a numbers geekiness, when you see that little crocodile mouth, people get confused and have asked me, Tom, how do you tell which way is greater and less than? Because I thought to the right was greater and to the left was less. It's not a lefty-righty thing. It's is the alligator mouth 
pointing at the number or away from it. So depending on how someone's written it, if they've put it on the other side of the number, it's usually on the front, but just so you know, if it's pointing at the number, the small end is coming down and away from the number, that would be less than the number. And when it's open, it's greater than. So in this case, it's greater than 59% of marketers say email is their biggest source of return on investment. 59%, right? Even despite the low open rates, it's still profitable and good. Here's the next one. 56% of brands using an emoji in their email subject line had a higher open rate than those that did not. Marketers who use segmented campaigns note as much as 760% increase in revenue. Okay, why is that? This is important and a valuable item. Segmentation is getting to know your list better and getting an email crafted in language that's relevant to that group of people. Group A, group B, group C. At some point, you would have needed to ask your entire list, hey, what are you most interested in? This stuff here, that stuff there, or that stuff there. Whatever it might be related to your business. So you start to create some defined buckets, defined topics of interest for people. And when you're sending emails to them with that language, your revenues are higher because that message is landing in a more engaged fashion with those people. That's why, that's why that number is so high. 760% increase in revenue when you've got a segmented list. So note to self, work on making a segmented list, figure that out. People do it through surveys. That is a more sophisticated, complicated, involved way of using surveys and, and quizzes. A simpler way of accomplishing the same thing is just asking some simple questions. Maybe you send a single email out to your entire list and just ask that. Are you more interested in A, B, or C? Just that simple question alone does it. You don't need to get all fancy with quizzes and surveys and all kinds of stuff that'll get you into the weeds with technology, but just simply asking a question in an email and getting response back from folks does the same thing. And then you follow up with their answer and put them into those buckets in your CRM, your customer relationship management system, whether you're using HubSpot, Infusionsoft, MailChimp, ActiveCampaign, I mean, the list goes on, MaraPost, Aweber, GetResponse, there's dozens of them, Entreport, Kajabi, on and on it goes. 78% of marketers have seen an increase in email engagement over the last 12 months. That's significant too. Back to the debate. Is email dead or not? Well, 78% of marketers, they've seen an increase in engagement in the last 12 months. That's pretty darn current and that's pretty darn good. Business to consumer. 80% of business professionals believe that email marketing increases customer retention. That's awesome. 59% of respondents say marketing emails influence their purchase decisions. Almost 60% saying, yeah, email influences their purchasing decision. So you want to be using that. 59% of marketers say email is their biggest source of ROI. That's awesome. 35% of marketers send their customers three to five emails per week. 35% of marketers, so that's a segment of marketers out there, are sending emails three to five times per week. I get that question as well. How often should I send? Here's a good stat, some data, some science to base your decision on, on how often you're communicating with your audience. For goodness sake, test, right? Test and find out what's resonating with your audience. That's first and foremost. But as a starting place and a, a market stat to get a perspective on the lay of the land there for you, 
three to five emails per week is going out by many marketers. That's what they're doing. And so you can be starting at that point and then use that as a benchmark. And then this is how we're testing, right? Getting into some of the geeky stats and metrics and KPIs. Pies rise and KPIs, right? If you've heard me talking through on the show here, those are the three areas. And this KPI section that I talk about in other episodes, we're getting really specific here of looking at what are some metrics you can track. So what you want to do in this systems approach to doing numbers here, set a benchmark and then start to increase it, decrease it, play around with it, but know where the benchmark is because that's where a stake in the ground is. And let's say this stat I just threw out, three to five times per week of emailing. Well, pick one there. Let's go in the middle. Let's do four times a week, let's say, for your business and set that as the standard or the quote unquote benchmark. Now, see how that works. Maybe go for... Let's do two months at a time. Depending on your volume, you need to get some volume to get useful stats back on your own ecosystem there. But let's say you run that over a couple of months, or maybe if your volume's higher, just do it over one month. So you've got four weeks of four emails a week going out if you're doing it for one month. If you're two months, you're going to get eight sample sizes, right? So you're going to go for eight weeks and do four emails for eight weeks. Keep track of that. And then be consistent with making a change and then track your results. So now the benchmark's done. Let's bump it up. Go six times a week. Pick a day where you're going to do a couple a day and then one for every other day, right? So five days a week, you're sending out at least one email and on one of those days, you're doing two and do that for eight weeks in a row for the next two months following that. You've increased it up. See how your ecosystem responds and then do the opposite. Drop it back to, we did four. Well, let's drop it back less two. Let's go to two times a week and just do twice a week for another eight weeks. So we've done these three sections or three sample sizes of four times a week, eight weeks. The second period of time was exactly the same, but we increased it up to six emails a week. And then the third and final experiment was another eight week period. We dropped it down to two less than the benchmark to two. So four a week, six a week, two a week. And then you track the numbers. Keep track of those emails. And I've got a little tool that I want to share with you in a moment. But let's get back to our stats. 35% of marketers send their customers three to five emails per week. 78% of marketers have seen an increase in email engagement over the last 12 months. So those are some awesome stats. What I want to do is talk through drilling deeper and getting more specific here of how to track emails and what to do with that. So we just talked about an experiment of doing three sections of an experiment of how well your list is responding to uh, emails and the frequency. I'm doing it four times a week, bumping it up and then backing it off, right? Having that benchmark of four, increasing it to six and backing it off to two. What you can do is track these stats. Here's some stats to specifically track. Five things to track. And this is the level of granularity into your email experience that you want to be keeping track of. Your customer relationship management software tool probably does two of these for sure. Just about everyone out there does two. Some will do three. And if you're getting over three of them to four, that's a good solid tool you've got that's keeping track of some good statistics for you. But you can either get them out of your tool or figure out how to grab these numbers somehow manually by doing this. And those are delivers. What percentage or amount were delivered of your emails? Second thing is of those that were delivered, how many were opened? And we talked about that before that sometimes is pretty darn low. Might be single digit, like three to 5%. Doing great if you're up at 10 to 15. Doing awesome if you're above that. If you're into 20 or 30% or maybe 40, 
fantastic, particularly with cold traffic. Those are awesome stats. If you've got a nurtured list that people know you, your open rates are going to be higher, which is awesome. So you're tracking how many were delivered, how many were opened. And that's that stat I just referred to from earlier, 3 to 5% in those percentages I just gave you. And then clicks. So once that email is opened, have they done something inside it? Have they done something inside the email? Have you got some kind of call to action in there or a link? Or if you're on a launch and there's a purchase button in there, a purchase. Or maybe it's a link to get your lead magnet. Or it's a quiz. Hey, maybe you're doing that survey thing like I mentioned earlier. But beginning to segment your list. Maybe that's what you're doing. You've got some activity you want happening inside the email. That's the click. So that sequence of three things, delivered, opened, and clicked. Very important statistics to be tracking. What you want to do next is then follow the echo. And what that is, is the unsubscribes and the complaints. So have people unsubscribed from your list? You want to keep track of that. It's important. And then complaints, where unsubscribes are silent. And then the complaint side is verbal. If someone has responded back in an email to you, or maybe a phone call, or gotten in touch with you on social, then they've simply requested Hopefully it's simple. <laughs> it doesn't necessarily need to be an angry thing. Sometimes people are a little bit miffed or frustrated, uh, but often people, they get it, right? It's nothing new. Email's not a new thing. Why would anyone be grumpy or frustrated? They're going to just simply be unsubscribing silently, or they're going to be vocal in some way with letting you know or making a request to be taken off. And that's viewed as a complaint, which is a little more of a motivated person than just silently unsubscribing, right? They don't need to reach out and engage you. And I would submit that the complaints are valuable and quite potentially a customer, a potential customer. They've made the effort to reach back out to you and for whatever reason versus just silently unsubscribing. And they're usually curious about something, but there's a block and or, so let me finish the thought, engage them, create some conversation, be polite, but there might be something there that was missing in the experience you described in your marketing that didn't catch them. And through discussing that with them, you might catch them as a client. Or at the very least, here's the other thought, you're going to learn something about your marketing experience that you create that is broken, not as good as it could be. Ooh, hadn't thought of that, right? So engaging that person that engaged with you to just find out and create some conversation you can learn some good stuff about your marketing, about your systems, and about your processes, which is so valuable. So those are the things to be looking at, to be cognizant of, and be working towards. So these five things are important to begin to track. Now, if you want a spreadsheet, I've got a spreadsheet that's got the equations on this to start to track the percentages and the rates. So you hear people talk about click rates. Well, it's going to be dividing the numbers before. The open rates is derived from the delivered to the open, and the clicks are from the open to the clicked. And then unsubscribes, you want to get the calculations set up for that so you can begin to track and manage this stuff. That is the important thing. We talked about doing the experiment. We talked about all these statistics and that we're looking at this to base the science and the numbers and the information on what you're wanting to do with your business. And you can start to get some data to start making decisions based on the data and the facts, not just whimsical fancy of somebody's opinion or what they think you should do or your own thoughts and opinions. But it's like, wow, I'm running my business. Let's get some data and some facts. And you want to track that. And that experiment I described 
this is the tool, this spreadsheet that I'm talking about. If you want it, just reach out to me and we'll get it sent over to you. That's a tool that you can use that's very practical to track all these things by. Each email you send out in those eight-week periods, you can track with the date, the subject line of what you used for your copy, and then your stats, those five numbers. Delivered, opened, clicked, unsubscribed, and complained, like engaged with you and had a conversation of some sort, whether it's social, a phone call, or an email back, or whatever it might be. So those are the five things to track. And so do that for that eight-week period with the four emails you sent out. And then the second period of eight weeks, do it for the increase, right? Benchmark is the first, and then start to play with it. Increase it to two additional emails that week to six. And then in the next last eight-week period, back it off, move it back down to just two. I want to wrap things up. It's been fun talking through some of the tools, systems, and processes you need for getting your business to be moving and shaking. And we've been doing a series on numbers. And today was a bonus episode sitting in and around specifically email because there's that debate that rages on or whether email is dead or alive and what's going on with it. So we've looked at that and tracked through a whole bunch of stats that are current and available for you as well. You're having fun talking about the tools and systems and processes you need, as well as the knowledge, skills, and abilities, the hardware and the software, if you will, of your mind and beingness and business to make it successful. We're going to wrap this up. Take care. We'll catch up soon. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed the show, please rate and recommend, highly, of course, on iTunes, on Overcast, or wherever it is you subscribe to your podcasts. You can get more great information on this episode, its show notes, and our other episodes and shows at theprofitablemaverick.com. That's theprofitablemaverick.com. Until next time, get up there, live more, love more, and be a more profitable maverick. No entrepreneurs have been harmed in the recording of this episode. Freedom truly is optional and is so rarely claimed, so don't be one of those types. Get up there and claim it. Create your own Maverick Manifesto. And if you need help with that, reach out and ask us how. Please always remember, and don't ever forget to take action, action, action. Implement, implement, implement. Your life and business depend on it. Storm that castle and become the most profitable business owner in the room.